You're listening to Moments of Authenticity, where every month we'll talk about all things mental health, mindset shifting, and an exploration into intentions for a holistic approach. I'm your host, Amber Boyd, licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome back to Moments of Authenticity. This month, I'm going to be continuing on my conversation about my bariatric journey. So this is part two. If you didn't get a chance to listen to part one, please feel free to go back and listen to part one of my bariatric journey, just kind of my relationship with my body, with food, dealing with growing up and trying to figure out what it was like to live in a body that was bigger than my peers um, and what I learned about myself along the way. And so this is just a continuation from that. As I ended last month's podcast episode, I was discussing mixed signals. And I wanted to kind of continue on with that. Um, Going away for grad school, moving back to the Bay Area, back to Oakland with my family and what that was like. And then part three will continue on next month just discussing transitions and what that looks like. So I'll talk about some of the mixed signals that I received. So feeling conflicted in my body and feeling like it was wrong. So there were a lot of different signs and conversations that were happening that you should love your body no matter what, but also the judgment and the concern around how big I had gotten, concerns around like what my body looked like in comparison to my peers, um, discussing what beauty was and the standards of that, and me not really falling into those categories. I had a, a beautiful smile maybe, and I was smart, but as far as like aesthetic, that wasn't present. So I was getting these conflicted feelings around how I should feel both about my body and in my body because it didn't necessarily fit the standardized idea of what beauty was. And I remember being in church and being told that the weight was just going to fall off. And that's what was being prayed over my life. Um, Like someone was actually praying for me to like have the weight just fall off, which was not ill-intended. It didn't have malicious intent. But imagine being a teenager and experiencing someone telling you that they want you to, like the the hope and the prayer is for you to lose the weight. It feels like an interesting space to be in, having an adult be saying that into your spirit. And... It was also conflicting to hear, like being told that we, quote unquote, we need to change our habits and then we would go get fast food or we would go get um, different items. And again, not ill-intended. I think we really like the idea of satiating our palates, right? Like being able to eat the things that we want, enjoy the food that we eat. And I still take that with me to this day that I really appreciate that. And I also recognize how overindulgent I can be 
as a result of it. I think there are moments and times when I want to really enjoy just the taste of something. I want to be able to just try new things. And I don't think that there's always those moments because there's this like being conscious of not enough, too much versus what does it taste like? How am I enjoying it? What does it taste like on the palate? I mean, there were also constant conversations about our family all needing to have bariatric surgery. And I know that a lot of the times it was said jokingly and it wasn't always something that felt like a joke. It was like someone was telling me I needed to go have this. And I wasn't sure that I even knew what it was. And I also wasn't under the interpretation that this would be something that changed my body. Like I needed to put something foreign in my body um, in order for it to be good enough. I don't think that's what the intention of that conversation was. But as a young person taking that in, it was very like confusing and it was off-putting and it actually hurt a little bit just trying to figure out like what that meant that I needed to go and we all as a family needed to go have this thing. I just remember feeling like, I don't want to go do that. And I shouldn't have to go do that. And then nobody going to get it. So it was just kind of a conversation that consistently came up, but didn't take place until I had my bariatric surgery in June. Yeah, I remember when it was brought up, I would always have a pretty adverse reaction. Like I would get immediately offended um, again, I don't think it had malicious intent, and it's not always about the intent, it's the impact, right? And other people telling me um, they didn't feel like I should lose weight. So I was also having this experience where there were other people, like I would get into, I was in a, a very serious relationship at a young age, around 20. And I remember talking about wanting to lose weight. And my partner at the time was very clear that he didn't think I should and that he liked me the way that I was. And it was a sweet gesture to an extent, but there was also taking away from like what was actually happening health-wise. And so when I would bring that up, then it would be a concession around, oh, well, I mean, if it's for your health, Versus like feeling okay or hearing that it was okay to do it, to not disappoint. And I think the people pleaser in me at the time was like, oh, I don't want to disappoint. And I was also like, but he's also not living in this body. So that was something I had to really like let go of and examine um, as I went into this particular procedure later on. So in 2011, I was accepted into grad school at Syracuse University. Shout out the Orangemen. And I got into my graduate program of marriage and family therapy. So I moved and I was going to be living in New York by myself for the first time ever. So I was moving to a new state. I was starting a new program. I had never lived by myself. I was actually going to both the program and my apartment in New York, sight unseen. So I was going on faith that I would just be able to transition. And I also made the declaration to myself 
that I was going to change things around my health because I had this space to be able to do it, or at least I thought, right? And initially, the transition was really difficult. Um, I was still struggling to cook for myself versus bigger meals for more people. I was used to cooking for, and I didn't cook a lot at home, but I would cook for, it was three of us or sometimes four of us if my little sister came over. And so I was used to cooking for more folks and I found myself overeating, you know, trying to satiate what I thought was just like trying to finish my plate like I had been taught, right? I think a lot of us had the conversation around, well, there are people starving all over the world. You need to finish your food. And even that stayed in my conscious and subconscious over the years. And so that was something that I was challenging myself around and needed to challenge thinking and didn't know that until later on. And then I started to make friends. And I I will say that my friends from grad school really like they helped me up in a way that I will never be able to give them enough flowers for. I'm so incredibly grateful for them because I was so tempted to go home. I was ready to quit the program. I was ready to to move away from New York. I was just so overwhelmed and lonely. And when they stepped into my life, it just became this like family that I needed. And I'm so grateful for them. So shout out to y'all. And hopefully you hear this and just know how much I love you. Um, and so when we would get together, though, how we communed with one another was with food. So, of course, we, we're going to the restaurants. We're going to the bars. We're doing the things that grad students do. Right. And it was just so many things like how we showed our love for one another was like, oh, you like that thing? Let me go get that thing. And again, <laughs> as appreciative as I am, I also recognize, you know, how we also placated into these these different things. And I was also experiencing quite a bit of grief when I moved there. So missing my family. Um, there was a family member that passed away. Um, I was having some friendship turmoil. I had broken up with a partner and just how and the same partner that said that he didn't want me to lose the weight. And it was my first relationship, my first love. And I was so incredibly heartbroken doing this back and forth dance and just overwhelmed. So that also contributed to my wanting to move back to Oakland. But once I finished my grad program, I stuck with it. Um, I went from living by myself in a studio to living with my roommates uh, for our second year. And that felt like a godsend because I feel like I was able to have a community within the space that I was living in and I didn't have to isolate. And there were moments that I did eat, um, you know, kind of intensely, but I took the time then to make some changes. And I got encouragement. Like we were encouraging one another. We all noticed that there were some things that we wanted to work on individually. And then we would come together as a community to talk about it and start implementing those changes. So one of my roommates ended up getting a Wii game system. And so we used the the dance. We did tennis. We did a little bit of everything that 
encourage some movement. And I was like, yes, I love this. And I also got a membership to a gym and I started going to Zumba classes and I even started going to Aqua Zumba. And that's why I fell in love with Zumba to begin with. It was such an experience. It felt so lively. It was um, it was encouraging. They, you know, um, that was communal as well. And we also did a 5K together called the Color Run. It was so, I was, <laughs> I would say that that was a struggle for me, but I just walked it. Me and one of my other roommates, we just walked. Um, we enjoyed the sights. And at the end, there was a little party with all of these colors and all of this dust. And it was disgustingly dirty. But I had so much fun and I felt so accomplished once I finished it. Um, we also started doing Sean T's hip-hop abs. Now, two of my roommates decided to do the Insanity, and I was like, um, I'm not intense enough for this, so I'm going to sit this one out. But the hip-hop abs definitely got me together. And I started changing my eating habits. I started eating smaller portions, less carbs. I learned about mashed cauliflower. That changed my life. <laughs> and... um I was able to lose about 50 pounds in my last year of grad school. And it was, it felt like such an accomplishment. So not only was I graduating, but I was also like making healthier decisions. And it was the best experience and being able to do it with other folks. It was beautiful. And I'm so grateful. I just shout out to 1408. Okay. I love y'all. And then I moved back home to California, which was also a blessing because I was so ready to go home. Um, I really missed my family. I moved back and I was adamant about finding some Zoom classes and purchasing hip hop apps for myself, which I did. I started going to the YMCA. Shout out to the YMCA Zumba classes. Like the instructors are amazing. If you haven't been to the downtown Oakland YMCA, I know that they have some classes that are still meeting in person and some that are virtual. If you can connect with some of them, they are incredible on so many different levels. And I also started going to um, an aqua aerobics class and some strength training classes in order to tone up as well. So I was trying to do the gamut and I had a little bit more time then. The changes were so challenging to keep when I got home, though, because I was no longer cooking just for myself. And I fell into old habits, which means that I did gain that weight back and then some. And I was still trying to go to class. I started to fall off toward the end of, like, well, I, I started to fall off once I got a rhythm and it just kind of threw off my weekly routine. I was really discouraged about the changes that were happening. And yeah, it just really made it tough in order to... And, and I think that's the theme of some of the reasons why it was a mindset shift that I was having a hard time making due to the environment. So it was like the biopsychosocial model that your physical environment also impacts your mental and emotional state. And so being able to 
do the same things that I was doing when I had to just focus on myself changed when I needed to focus on myself and everybody else. And without, again, malicious intent, the idea that it was a community, it's a communal situation. I couldn't do one thing without having, you know, other folks needing things or like if I was trying to eat a certain kind of way, like needing to go somewhere else to get fast food or um, wanting something different. And so everybody kind of fell in line with, oh, let's get Chinese food. Let's do this thing. And there wasn't a lot of consistency for me to stay on track and on task. So yeah, that's my journey from the mixed signals of being a teenager, finishing up undergrad, going into grad school, and then moving back home to California. There's a lot of like being in space with folks, being in space by myself and noticing that the changes They may be difficult to do in the beginning, but once I started to focus on myself and then I had a community of folks doing the same and pushing the same, that there was a big shift. And then coming back into a space that was familiar, going right back into old habits. So that's part two of my journey. Please feel free to stay tuned for part three. Um, There are going to be four parts to this series. So I hope that you're benefiting, you're getting something from it. Um, that is resonating with you. And if it is, and you're interested and have been looking into bariatric surgery and want to build community, I'm offering a a bariatric support group and stay looking for that. Look at the show notes, make sure to go to my website and you should be able to find the link to, to handle that. Okay. Well, I look forward to communicating with you on social media at Healing Through Authenticity. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. See you next month. Thanks for joining us this month on Moments of Authenticity. Check me out on Instagram at Healing Through Authenticity and via my website, amberboytherapy.com. Like this podcast on various sites and stay tuned for more content. See you next month.